If you have been on this healing journey for any length of time at all, you've probably come across different scenarios in which you've wanted to believe something or something has been suggested to you, but you just can't really wrap your head around it. You just can't really let yourself believe that that can really happen or not imagine what that would actually be like. Can you relate? That can be a huge challenge in this healing journey. It can really cause people to kind of hold back in a sense. And I want to address a specific piece of that today. Welcome to the Courageous Journeys podcast. I'm your host, Peggy Oliveira, former trauma therapist and survivor of childhood trauma. I am so glad you're here. Grab your favorite beverage, get settled in, and let's take this journey together. So I've had some conversations recently that led to me doing this video. So it really is hard when you are on this healing journey, sometimes even a ways into the healing journey, but especially at the beginning stages, to really be able to, in a sense, trust that sometimes even that healing is actually possible, particularly for you. It can be hard to accept that there are people that you can trust that will want to be there to support you and will be able to show up for you in really healthy ways. It can be hard to fully grasp that if you've never actually had those experiences before. Like to trust somebody to not hurt you. Well, if most of the people in your life have hurt you in some capacity, it makes sense that you have difficulty believing that that would suddenly change. And unfortunately, that keeps people from pushing through that uncertainty, that doubt, to kind of create new opportunities to allow yourself to be seen and accepted and supported. Because the truth is that when we believe that we are not worthy or undeserving, when our experiences have kind of taught us that we don't matter, our needs, our desires, our feelings, it doesn't matter. And when you've experienced childhood trauma, that is what you were taught, whether it's a conscious idea that you hold or not. So when you have held on to all of that throughout your life, there's a good chance that the people that you likely surround yourself with, the people that you might identify as being closest to you, and I say closest in quotes because our idea of that can shift as we begin to heal, which is a good thing. But when we don't believe that we are worthy of healthy, supportive relationships, we tend to engage the most with people who are not particularly healthy or capable of being supportive. Now, you might have some people in your life that are healthy, but maybe you know, there really could be a number of reasons that you hold yourself back a little bit from really engaging with them, from really sharing yourself with them in some way. Like you might have lunch together, you might do certain things together, but there's a good chance that you don't really allow yourself to truly be seen by that person because there's going to be fear of what that person might think because you likely create some separation between that person and you. 
So because we tend to engage most with people that are not healthy, and sometimes this is our family of origin, people that we've known even throughout our lives, and sometimes it can be new friendships that we're creating, but they're not necessarily the healthiest types of friendships. So what happens is you continue throughout your life to experience people that aren't really ready, able, and sometimes willing to show up with you in a healthy, supportive way. So whatever experiences you end up having with that person, even if they're not necessarily bad, but you just don't really ever deeply connect with them because you're not allowing yourself to be vulnerable, then those ideas are reinforced. The ideas that it's not safe, that people don't really want to know or don't really care. So it's really difficult then to wrap your head around how that could ever really change. Right? Like if you think about your experiences and the kinds of things that you say to yourself over and over again, we often will say to ourselves that people just aren't willing or that maybe people don't care about you enough, which means therefore that I'm not good enough, I'm not deserving or whatever it is. But so much of healing requires us to create additional connection, connection beyond what we've really experienced previously. Now, if there are healthy people in your life, that could be deeper connection with them. Maybe you start engaging more with them. Maybe you start opening up a little bit more with them. And if they don't share a whole lot with you, maybe you actually begin to ask them things to create an opportunity to have a deeper conversation. But what I have witnessed the most, and I would say that this is definitely true in my own life, that as you move through this healing journey, you end up creating new connections. The healthier you become, who you are drawn to be in relationship with changes. So the people that you felt like you had things in common with or that you found yourself just engaging with because it was easy or because they were there, or maybe even because they showed an interest in you, even if you didn't necessarily feel a whole lot of connection with that person. But as you get healthier, you start acknowledging what you want and what you need and trusting the truth of who you are, allowing yourself to risk being vulnerable. You start being drawn to different people in your life, to have in your life. And generally, it's going to be healthier people. Because when you believe, begin to believe, that certain behaviors are not okay, When you begin to really accept and trust that balance in a relationship is important, that you matter as much in that relationship as the other person, then what you are willing to tolerate, the kinds of things that you look for in a friend or a partner, begins to shift. So while it can be difficult to really be able to wrap your head around, how will I ever How could it ever be possible that I would have people in my life that I could share things with and they would really be interested and want to support me? Well, because you've not experienced it, or if you've not experienced it, you're not going to be able to trust that. 
But once you allow yourself to start practicing being vulnerable with healthier people, people who are more able to be present, then you begin to experience things differently. People start actually asking and being interested in how you're doing. They might ask you what's wrong. They might not shut you down as soon as you share something that isn't good vibes only. (laughs) And once you begin to experience something a little bit different that motivates you, sometimes consciously, but even not consciously, it motivates you to continue to seek that out. Maybe more with that person, maybe with somebody else. So the nature of your relationships, who you choose to be in relationship with, changes over time. You bring different types of people into your life. You're more willing to engage, to share, to connect in a vulnerable way with those people, which creates connection. It's both of you coming together. One of the things that I see happen so often in unhealthier relationships is that, particularly with friendships and family too, they're often very one-sided, where one person, often it's the person I end up talking to, um, tends to give a lot in the relationship, but the other person doesn't really give a whole lot back. Or maybe the other person shares a lot of what's going on with them and is quite vulnerable, but maybe you don't feel trusting yet, and so you don't really share much with them. And that doesn't have to be anything about that particular person. It's your level of trust. So before healing or in the early stages of healing, you're not able to really do some of the things that is that are necessary in order to build those healthy relationships, those healthy, mutual, balanced relationships. But as you continue to heal and you begin to trust in yourself, you do choose differently. And if you meet somebody new and you start engaging with them and it seems very one-sided, you recognize it a little bit more quickly. It may not be easy, but you also begin to recognize this is not really what I'm looking for in my life. I've had enough of that. And now I want people who can meet me where I am. And I also want to say, and this is important with relationships generally across the board, that while I mentioned balance, I'm talking about an overall balance. In most relationships, particularly closer relationships, there are going to be times that it's actually not balanced at all, where one person is maybe giving a little bit more than the other person. And this is especially true in like a romantic relationship, a long-term relationship. This can also absolutely be true in friendships as well, especially the closer the friendship And the longer lasting the friendship, this can very much be true as well. But there's going to be times for any number of reasons that one person is going to be giving a little bit more than the other person. 
maybe feeling more open, maybe having more energy, maybe um, the other person is going through a really difficult time and needing more and not able to give as much. That's perfectly okay. And that can still be a very healthy relationship as long as you're aware of what's happening on both sides. So whether you're the one giving more or taking more, being able to recognize that and not feeling bad about it, but recognizing it and being able to hold on to the entirety of the relationship and recognizing that maybe there was another time where it was shifted and the other way around. So it's not, and I think this is important, it's not about continually balanced throughout, but the overall relationship is balanced. So this happens a lot in, certainly in partnerships, but with a friend. If you've got a friend that you've had for a long time, and particularly if there's a lot that you share with one another, that person is more likely going to share with you that they're really struggling with something, whatever it might be and that they're just having kind of a hard time. So if you make plans and that person cancels last minute or maybe even forgets, that's obviously not good, right? Like that's not an ideal situation in a long-term relationship if it happens repeatedly. But if it happens once and this person is able to acknowledge that they missed it or um, that whatever the case may be, whatever happened, if they can acknowledge it, and particularly if they can apologize for it, maybe not in that moment, depending on what's going on, but at some point relatively soon afterward, if they can acknowledge it, maybe ask for forgiveness, apologize, and you decide to accept that and not take it personally, that can actually be a really beautiful and healing experience for both of you. And another time, it might be the other way around. But if it's mostly the first way, if there are many times that that is the case, but it's very rare that it's the other way around, that's not a healthy relationship. That's not balanced. And I also want to be clear here in that we can't judge it if you are never willing to share if you're never willing to acknowledge that you're struggling with something, if you never give somebody an opportunity to show up for you, then we're not able to really look at it in the same way that I was just saying, because it's not going to be balanced because you're not allowing an opportunity for it to be balanced. So I think that's an important thing to recognize because it might feel really unbalanced to you and like it's not fair and this person is always needing something from you and that could be true. But could it also be true that if you did allow yourself to acknowledge that you needed something or were having a difficult time, would that person potentially then be there for you? But we can't know that unless we're willing to be vulnerable and open up to that person. And of course, if that person isn't able to be there for you in whatever way that might mean, well, that's an important thing to know. But the more healing you do, the more aware you will be, the, the more centered and grounded you will feel in who you are and what you want and not feel shame about that. 
And when you're in that place, it becomes more natural to engage in a different way. And as I said before, to even choose to be in relationship with people that show up differently. And I also want to say this, and I kind of reference it a little bit. There can certainly be people that you already have in your life that if given an opportunity could potentially meet you and desire to meet you where you are on this healing journey as you continue to move through it. There absolutely can be. So I'm not at all suggesting that the people that you have in your life are not good for you and you need to move on. That could potentially be the case, at least for some, but that's not at all what I'm suggesting. It's just about recognizing that in order to experience the things that we think are going to be impossible for us to experience, we have to be able to be in situations with people that allow us to practice, that allow us to risk being vulnerable so that we can develop connection, so that we can begin to trust that we are worthy of that connection. And once you see glimpses of that, you recognize that all those things that you've said to yourself over the years that could never happen for you are, in fact, happening for you, even if just in moments to begin with, which it usually is, just in moments. But the further along you move in this journey, the more moments there are. And that's ultimately what healing is. So you may not be able to trust it. You may not be able to even fathom how it could possibly happen for you. And again, come up with all the reasons that you believe it can't. But that doesn't make it true. It just doesn't. And I know how hard that can be to accept, to see, and certainly to trust. But it does when you allow yourself to take risks in conscious, mindful ways with people who have shown you in some way that they are likely somebody who can be with you in whatever that is, that can listen, that can take in what you're saying without judgment. And again, I know that can feel impossible if you've not had that experience in your life, whether it's because you just haven't allowed yourself to try or the people around you have not been those people. And in all likelihood, it's probably a combination of both. And that's why I talk so much about the process and the practice, that it's incremental. We have to keep moving forward in order to experience any of those things. And when we get those glimpses, we accept a little bit more that maybe it could be true, which inspires you to continue to keep going. So I would love to hear from you, as always. Share with me what this brought up for you, if anything. 
Could you see yourself in some of what I was sharing, some of those examples? This isn't, there is nothing about the healing process that is easy. And when everything inside of you is telling you it's not going to happen, that's part of the reason that courage is such a part of this. Because it takes courage, it takes internal strength to be able to push forward when everything inside of you is telling you there's no point or telling you that it's not safe. But you deserve healing and you deserve to have people in your life, whether it's one person or many. You deserve to have people in your life who honor you, all of you, the struggles, the joys, the laughter, and the tears. And for many of us, it often is just one person. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. We can have many people in our lives that we enjoy being around. But most people don't have a lot of people who they can really feel safe in being vulnerable with. And that's okay. Thank you so much for spending this time and sharing this space with me. Together we heal. Make sure to subscribe. And if you haven't yet, make sure to leave a review. I'll look forward to connecting with you next time.